Welcome back to another episode of Tacos and Tattoos. Today I'm getting ready to take a bus back to Siwanejo, Mexico, back to the beach. Although it is very hot there right now, it's like 94 degrees and super humid. But some friends said it has been rainy. So, well, it rained the night before last. So, I'm hoping it will rain while I'm there. I'm going to be there for just around two weeks. And then I'll be coming back to Carretero for one week. And then I am off to Colorado for a wellness retreat with my friend. She's putting on a retreat and has asked me to come and speak on aligning your life to your values. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then I'll be heading to Oregon for probably about three weeks. So I'll be gone from Mexico for a month and I'm actually looking forward to it. Last year I spent six months in Oregon and that was about three months too many, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, that disasters for another day, but learning lesson and it's really lovely to have my two apartments, one here in the city and one on the beach. And then I have a place to stay in Oregon, which is lovely. And I'll be able to spend time with my mom. So I love this travel lifestyle. Honestly, I staying three weeks in any which place is enough for me before I'm like, okay, time for a change of scenery. I don't know how my heart got this way, how I developed this wild soul, but I... I don't know. I love it. I don't know if I'm like addicted to change now after going through so much of it. I just like embrace it and love it so much. I don't know. It's definitely a thing. But what I also wanted to share with you today is I've been taking this online course. I love online courses. And this course was developed by, I think I talked about it before, by some behavioral science institute. And it's made for, it's developed by counselors and therapists and psychologists. I don't, yeah. And it's made for other counselors, psychologists, and life coaches. So one of the things that they talked about in the last lesson was how does our mind respond to emotional pain? What does it do to try to protect us? And I think this is a really fabulous thing to understand, especially when it comes to going through breakups or really anything difficult in your life. But I'm going to cater this episode towards relating this to when we go through a breakup because a lot of things happen, right? We hear people who go through a breakup, like guys, like traditional, especially redneck guys. I grew up very country, guys. So, um, a lot of the guys would like go and drink whiskey at the corner bar or go get super drunk with beers with their buddies because that's a way of coping with the emotional pain. And then we have some people, especially those that have avoidant attachment styles, they can just shove the pain down and disassociate and like, and then there's people that just distract themselves, right? So I have a list of five things here, um, and we'll start with number one, which is to disassociate. And this is what, like I just said, with the the um, the avoidant personalities. There we go. The avoidant personalities they tend to just dis dissociate. They're like, oh, that emotion's not mine. So they either shove it down or they don't relate to it entirely, and they don't even acknowledge it. 
And the second one is distract. And this is the one I tend to use. And I just keep myself super busy. Like I'll go to all the dance classes. I do all the social things. I shove my my head down into the work. Um, I'll do a lot of exercise. I will binge on some foods. I just like do anything and everything to distract myself. And I'll go into more depth on this one because this is one my counselor and I work through a lot, especially during my separation from my my fiancé. And he said that sometimes you just have to sit with the pain and you have to acknowledge the pain and you have to feel the pain. And I was like, screw that. I'm not doing any of that. That sounds horrible. I'm just going to keep distracting myself. So that was some of the advice he gave me. And now when these emotions came up, I gave myself permission to feel them and let them move through me. They tend to pass quickly quicker when you allow yourself to do that. That's advice from uh, thousands of dollars in counseling and life coaching. Okay, number three, to deny, deny. This kind of goes with the dissociate. Dissociation is a little bit of a more automatic response. Denial, like a more body in the body response. Denial is more of an intellectual response where it's just like, no, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. Disassociation is a little bit different. I don't really know at this moment because that's not really one that I tend to do or any of my friends tend to do. Disassociation is kind of like you check out. You mentally just check out and you don't feel anything. It's kind of that numbness where denying is mentally like, no, I'm not angry. And you're like yelling at someone. I'm not sad. And you're crying, right? The denial. Ugh. That one is not my MO either. I'll be like, yeah, I'm sad. Yeah, I feel sad. <laughs> but some people um, will just be like, no, I, I'm, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> right? Okay, the next one, number four, is pro- to project. And this is where they will project all of the emotions that they're feeling onto someone else. And this is kind of the victim mindset where it's like, no, it's somebody else's fault. It's his fault that I feel this way. It's so-and-so's fault. It's it's the economy's fault uh, just to, to project it onto somebody else or something else or some other circumstance and to remove the responsibility of the situation, of the emotions from yourself. And lastly is to intellectualize. And this is one where I think a lot of women do this where we're like, okay, went through the breakup and then we're just going to like overthink the dang thing. Like, like beating a dead horse, excuse my metaphor, but just like, okay, remember all the good things. Maybe it wasn't a good thing that we broke. Maybe I should go back. Maybe that's just like drive our conscious mind or monkey brain, like insane with overthinking the situation. So in that case, just relax, meditate, all that. (laughs) Just relax, right? That's a good one too. Um, But seriously, meditation helps a lot with sitting with the feelings and clearing the mind. Journaling helps a lot too, to just get those busy thoughts out. Oh, that helps so much. And journaling can be a mindless thing too. I tend to journal every morning and especially if I'm experiencing anxiety or too many things in my brain, I'll just journal mindlessly, not trying to write a story, just like write down any random thought. And I find that my brain is super random. Like I will just like write the sentence in this one, this one. And sometimes when I reread it, it's like, wow, that was very choppy. No wonder I'm not a very good writer. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, 
yeah, I hope this helped you. So we'll go back to them one more time. The first one is to disassociate, second, distract, third, deny, fourth, project, and fifth, intellectualize. So which one are you? Own that shit so that way you can heal. And I will see you in the next episode. Are you an ambitious and independent woman who's ready to start attracting your aligned masculine partner but have struggled with settling in the past? Join the free masterclass to start attracting him in less than 30 days by tapping into a hidden feminine superpower that you already have. Go to girlstopcrying.com to sign up.